1: Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwanitz, RK. You guys know what the deal is. What's up, man?
0: What is going on? That picture goes hard.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. It's one of the better ones from uh, uh, the crop that we got from CU.
0: I love... It's funny that they all have these like baggy jerseys on. Shador's like, can someone like tie this up in the back? This is driving me insane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get my guy his uh his two. Yeah, soon, exactly. Please.
0: Get that man his two. Get him like a, a more tailored jersey. Uh-huh. Um also like the smaller players on the team look extra small yes. as they're like swimming in these jerseys. Yes. Well, even
1: Travis, it looks like it's like a balloon on him almost. It's huge.
0: Did you see this is random, but you know, uh Nebraska fans are running their mouths today um so you know how it says s2s on the helmets oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> so that stands for shoulder to shoulder and it and it right. did exist before shador got here it's kind of a fun cool thing yeah that it can also be shador number two sanders um but <laughs> so um chris creamer who does like uni watch or whatever uh sports logo sorry if i messed that up um he put out the, a story about you know the Buffs not wearing numbers on their practice jerseys, and someone commented and said, yeah, he allows Shador to wear S2S on his helmet. Coach Prime will be a disaster, turning a once-proud program into a disgrace, which, by the way, we've been a disgrace for a while. Um <laughs> Then someone else goes, if you don't think that's a subliminal message for Heisman voters, then, well, I don't know what else to tell you. It's not a coincidence. He's the only one with a number two, and those are his initials. That's amazing. These people are, like, really dense. Yeah. Like, really <laughs> dense. Yeah. It's, he's
1: already talking Heisman though. I know. I would love that. He's already
0: <laughs> worried that like th- like the media is going to hand the Heisman to yes. to uh Shador Sanders like that is a world I would love to live in. <laughs> but it is unbelievable how dumb people are.
1: Nebraska fans are a different breed, man. Literally. They
0: really are. They uh, really are.
1: Um, we've got actually quite a bit to cover today. It's a lot of recruiting stuff. We got a new coach um, and then we're just going to kind of look back. Well, the buffs have been getting a lot of attention today, particularly. You've got a rivals article, front page yep. of ESPN too. Yep. Um, where we start though is with the recruiting stuff. Maybe uh,
0: that guy who was upset that there was women's basketball on the front page of uh, ESPN <laughs> can pipe down. A, yes. Did you see you that go. whole thing? No. Oh, God. It was a disaster.
1: I mean, what else is supposed to go on the front page in March but basketball? And it
0: was like a day where there was no men's games and two massive women's games. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Anyways, Rico Scott. This guy is a four star 247 sports composite player, 390th player overall, 55th overall wide receiver from Bishop. McDevitt High School in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, class of twenty twenty four, six foot one eighty five. He put out a top six. Ryan, <laughs> Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Penn State, Texas A and M, CU.
0: What is Penn State doing in there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's go.
1: Insane man.
0: It's so interesting how many players of that build there are. There's just so many six foot six one receivers. This guy is obviously a very good one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like every receiver is in that, that range. What was his weight?
1: He is one hundred eighty five.
0: Okay, that's a little on the the thicker side. A little heavier, yeah. Um top just keep keep surviving. You know what really stands out to me about this one? What was it? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Buffs maybe have never had a player from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. Um or that area, like Pennsylvania we're recording like that it's just mind boggling um you know it, it, coach prime ain't hard to find we know that but he's finding players that maybe are hard to find like these are guys are from all over everywhere we've talked about it before but like from LA to the UK coach prime's finding guys um it's it's pretty crazy because w- while once in a while, over the last few years, we end up in one of these conversations. It's always been in the backyard spots.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year, as a junior, caught sixty-six passes for one thousand one hundred eighty-four yards and eighteen touchdowns. Shoot. While his team went thirteen and one and won in the Class Four A title, he also carried the ball six times for seventy-seven yards and a touchdown, and averaged thirty-three and a half yards. Per return On six kick returns, um, he is a weapon with the ball in his hands. Let's go. You want to talk about another one?
0: Yeah, real quick, Alyssa, could you make the comments a little bit bigger for us?
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: It's either that or I'm getting older every day.
1: So you were impressed by Mr. Rico Scott. What if I told you Bryant Wesco is better, rated better? Wow. He is from... Midlothian, Texas, Midlothian High School, 6'2", 180. He is a 247 Sports 5-star. He is a 247 Sports Composite 4-star, 66th overall player, 12th overall wide receiver. Wow. Uh, He listed CU in a top 8 with TCU, OU, Nebraska, Clemson, Texas, Arkansas, LSU, and CU. Wow.
0: He comes here will be running the WestCo offense. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um he is a fi- Texas 5A qualifier in the high jump, long jump, triple jump and this was as a sophomore in the spring of 2022. Um was a Texas 5A champion in the long jump and triple jump. He so this is 2021 stats. Only 17 receptions, 212 yards and 4 touchdowns. Uh, He must have had insane stats last year then. His father is Bryant Wesco, Louisiana Tech Athletics Hall of Famer, 2021 inductee. He holds uh, five or is a five-time All-American in the triple jump and holds Louisiana Tech's record in indoor and outdoor triple jumps. And his sister, Bailey Wesco, is a soccer player for the Oklahoma women's team.
0: I was going to ask if he had any relation. There was a Wesco in the NFL over the last few years, but it doesn't sound like it. I feel like that probably would have come up um I think you played for the commanders i want to say um fullback but hmm. uh i love getting these track track stars i yeah. mean you know that that i guess that when i said it out loud it's obvious right like team speed we talk about it all the time um but also when you when you hear triple jump and things like that like that's all just like athleticism oh yeah just pure athleticism so Man, what did, what did Adam set the line at for? What did he pick for five stars? Three?
1: I think he said three.
0: He started at four, and then he went back to three. Yeah. I'm, saying, uh, I'm saying four or more.
1: So here's his last year stats. 56 receptions, 1,072 yards, 12 touchdowns with a 93-yard uh, with his longest reception. Um, It just has all purpose. I don't have rushing. Oh, rushing. Only one carry last year, but... A dog. Big jump from sophomore to junior season. Let's go. So there you go. Another wide receiver. I mean, you throw in Ryan Wingo, who's one of the best in the 24 class, too. They are really going after. And it goes back to what Sean Lewis said I'm yesterday, just gonna man. was just going to say that. I was just going to say Yeah, I asked him, other than the quarterback, what the most demanding position in his offense is. And he says the wide receiver. He said they're the angels of the offense, basically.
0: Yeah. well, And I found that to be an interesting term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but. This is something we noticed right from the start when we started watching Sean Lewis and it stands out anytime uh, you see it. Also, uh, we talked about a play yesterday when they, or we talked about how they kind of started running the offense mm-hmm. um, and shout out to Bucky because I, I rewatched the play on the well off video and it was when I was, it, it was third and one, according to Bucky, he was like third and one, they got to get this. It was right before the touchdown to Travis. But they ran one of those just little quick bubble screens to yep. Jimmy Horn. He got it easily and you know broke off a big chunk. Yep. Um, but it's all this this offense is so obvious if you get the the receivers that can do and know what they're looking at. Yep. And they should, you know, like especially with Coach Prime. But with, with any with any of these receivers, I think a lot of them get to college and you'll see these high level receivers not paying out. It's because they just think, like, I just need to know my route and run it and catch the ball. Mm -hmm. That's how it works in high school, right? You're running a nine. You're running a post. You're running a comeback. All you got to do is just get your hands out and beat it. it. Once you get to college, and especially when you get to the pros, you have to know exactly what you're looking at. It's what makes Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey maybe the most unstoppable duo. Right. Is he always knows right where to go. And Mahomes knows that he knows where to go, so he's just waiting for him to get there. Yep. And that's not, that's not a route. That's a connection between the quarterback uh, and the tight end. So it's not run five yards and turn around. It's run to the spot where that opens up in the defense and then turn around. Mm-hmm.
1: Almost kind of makes it surprising that guys like Dante Cephas and the other receivers at Kent State kind of didn't follow Sean Lewis over.
0: I know. I wonder if they end up regretting it.
1: We'll find out. Um, another wide receiver, though. Jeremiah Hoffman, he announced he will be visiting Colorado for the spring game on April 22nd. I don't think he even has a 247 sports profile yet. So on his Twitter, it just says 2025 wide receiver was a varsity starter as a freshman and a sophomore. And he says he set five high school track records his freshman year. Uh, According to his Twitter bio, 447 40-yard dash time. 412 shuttle
0: time. That is... Fast for a guy that young. Yeah. Insanely fast for a guy that young. That's why Dylan Edwards running in the four threes was like, I know. <laughs> what the hell?
1: Yeah, it's insane. Uh, he's also visiting. So, what is today? Today's the 23rd. So, I guess after this weekend, he's visiting UNLV. Right after that, on the 30th, he is visiting the Huskers in Nebraska. April 8th, he's visiting Wyoming. And then he's wrapping it all up with a visit to see you for the spring game. The Buffs also hired another new coach. Tommy Robinson now is joining the staff. Uh, he was a running backs coach at Texas A&M. Has been coaching for over 30 years. Uh, has coached four national title teams. He was with LSU in 2019. That historic team. Just full of studs, top to bottom. He's coached at USC. He's coached in the NFL for the Cowboys and the Cardinals. from the With the Cowboys from 98 to 2000, which... I think, is the link mm-hmm. uh, to Coach Prime. Um, His all-time commits list on 247 Sports. You ever heard of Derek Stingley Jr.? Yes, I have. Uh, Steven Carr, who was a five-star running back. He played at USC for a while. I don't know if you remember him. Yep, I do remember him. Austin Jackson was a first-round tackle out of USC. Yep, remember that. Uh, at Miami. Uh, Devontae Freeman at... Um, he, I think he played somewhere first, and then transferred out to Texas. Okay. Uh, who else was on here that was notable? Anyways, uh, he's got so many names; it's a pretty impressive list. But another beast at recruiting gets added to the staff.
0: And just so randomly. Yeah. It's not as if they ha- they had an open position that we knew of um, that they were looking to fill. Kind of just one of these things where I think Coach Prime find someone that he likes, uh, and has an opportunity to add him and says, we'll figure out the title. Mm-hmm. You know, Just yep. come, uh, come join the movement. I did
1: think it was interesting, though, because I feel like they already have a lot of offensive analysts. Uh, you got Michael Pollack. You got Darian Hagan kind of doing his thing, who also coaches running backs. But now you add another running back guy into the fold. Um, Coach Prime is still Deion Sanders, if you didn't know. The bench press clip Dude. that's been going around... I mean, if there was ever, if we ever needed a reminder, that was it, that he is still him.
0: That was crazy. Like, I think that a lot of people, and I I saw it first on Neely's channel, um, I think that a lot of people see him limping Mm -hmm. with the surgery that he had to have and maybe just forget like who we're dealing with here. And I would love to ask Coach Prime what he, like, when's the last time he put up I don't know how often he hits the bench. Right. Right? But I, I I kind of think of it as just like he hadn't benched in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if he knew, like, how many in his head he was going to be able to put up. And he could have kept going.
1: Well, I'm sure he benches. I don't know how often he benches. 245. Right,
0: that's kind of what I Yeah, I should have said, like, how, when's the last time he tested his max? Right. Uh, it was certainly a lot higher than 245, I'll tell you that. Yes. But that was just incredible. Uh, and I don't even, like... I don't even think Bucky was expecting that.
1: I know. (laughs) Well, he went to help him with the to like pop it off the bar. And
0: let's not forget, winter jacket stays on, hat, sunglasses (laughs) stay on. It's not like he like, all right, let me take my jacket (laughs) off, get all situated. Like, oh, just let me sit down and see what I'm working with here. Man, just tossing it up. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah.
1: Uh, the comment I did misspeak. It's not Devonte Freeman. It's Deont- Deontay Foreman.
0: Oh, Deontay Foreman. Yes, okay, who yes. I was talking about. He did go to Texas.
1: Yes, um, but yeah, man, it was. I mean, and then just stands up and gets on the segue, and he's out of there. It was easy for him.
0: Crazy, <laughs> and that reminds me. Um, so we posted the Sean Lewis video yesterday, um, and yeah. some people were in the comments were upset at the reporter who was asking about Coach Prime being on the scooter. And they're like, why is he asking about the scooter when he knows why he's on the scooter? Just so you guys know, I don't think that person knew that Coach Prime, why Coach Prime was using the scooter. Nope. Like The way that media works here in Colorado and in Denver specifically, which obviously then bleeds into Boulder, um, is everyone is here to cover the Broncos. And that's one of the reasons like why we started this. It's funny because I still cover the Broncos, right. Um, but we all when we started this company, one of the, the ideas was all the teams deserve some shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that there's people that care about all of them. but a lot of these other outlets are like Broncos ninety nine percent of the time, one percent anything else. So like the person who asked that question, I'm not specifically trying to single them out, but like they've never watched a well off video. they They don't know anything about the buffs. They don't know who Dylan Edwards is. They just came here with a camera and a microphone, because that's what they were told to do. Right. And I'm kind of siding with them. All I'm saying is, like, I don't know if it was like bait as much as it was ignorance.
1: For sure. Um, there's a lot of people who are covering this team that aren't as tuned in as we are.
0: Too many. And like, there are you know we we've tried to highlight some of the voices who um, are for real, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll continue to do that. Um, and hopefully, colla- You know, highlight is maybe a strong word, but collaborate with them. A lot of people know all know them, but I'm talking about like you know the, the people that have been covering Colorado for a long time, rather than the people who have just showed up with a camera because right, you know, uh, the show is in town.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, just to go back real quick to Tommy Robinson. So Clarence Hill Jr. reported that he's been writing for the Cowboys since '97, and then our favorite Twitter sleuth Matt H at Scobuffs22. He put this note out there. Um, so, remember Cardell Thomas, who we talked about, the LSU offensive lineman who was working yes. with mchesney Yes. Coach Robinson recruited him to LSU. There you go. So, there's another connection. Um, yeah. We'll see uh, exactly how that turns out. Shout that out to Draft. Go ahead.
0: That dude uh, has an NIL deal, too.
1: Does he really? Yeah. With who?
0: Some clothing brand.
1: Wow. Well, he's about to have a lot more NIL deals if he comes to Colorado. For sure. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, new customers, if you sign up with the code DMVR, you can only bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Do the Nuggets play tonight? No. No? No. Well, you can bet on the Buffs uh, women's team again. I haven't seen if the Lions moved, but it was four and a half point dogs to Iowa and Caitlin Clark. Are you taking the Buffs? Hell yeah. Money line? Hell yeah. Let's go.
0: Like I said, Coach Payne isn't scared of Caitlin Clark. That fires yep. me up. Maybe she goes off and goes crazy and, you know, we'll move on, but I I think uh I think the Buffs are going to come in with a good plan.
1: For sure. The Buffs have weapons too. Don't underrate the Buffs. Bet on them over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports uh sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. Um, So you're hanging out at home. Maybe you had a few to drink and you're enjoying your time on DraftKings Sportsbook, but you're out of weed. What do you do, Ryan? Jive Hive. You hit up Jive Hive, the virtual dispensary on wheels that can deliver to you wherever you may be. They have no brick-and-mortar stores, which means low overhead and low prices for you, the customer, like I said, if you've been at home partying, don't want to hit the dispo, or you just had a busy day, can't get to the dispo, hit up Jive Hive. They'll be able to deliver to you wherever you may be. Go to JiveHive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com and get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. They'll be there to say hi. Head on over to JiveHive.com and enter your address to find out if Jive Hive can deliver to your door. Now serving Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive. JiveHive. Okay, we talked about this. (laughs) Um, The Buffs have been getting a lot of publicity today um, from national outlets, ESPN and Rivals. Which one do you want to start off with first, the Rivals or ESPN one?
0: Uh, Rivals one should be quick, right?
1: Rivals one should be quick. This one's more so about recruiting. Um, We got a coach from, or a quote from Boo Carter, who is a 2024 recruit. Uh, a quote from 2025 four-star wide receiver Donovan Olegbode, I want to say his name is, but it's really just breaking down how Coach Prime has really changed Colorado's fortunes in terms of recruiting uh, and done it in such a short amount of time going into places um, like Louisiana, uh, like Kansas where Dylan Edwards is, Miami where Camorne McLean is from, um, Danny O'Neill from Indianapolis, Juwan Johnson from Louisiana too. It's just a completely different approach. The quote from Boo Carter um, was kind of just talking about how he believes in him. He says, I believe in Coach Prime. He changed JSU. He can change Colorado. Me going there, that's like me being in his shoes. He's the best of all time. Me playing for the best of all time. I want to be the best of all time, so that's how I look at it. Boom. He hasn't committed yet, but that's <laughs> pretty strong words. We'll see you soon, Boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other guy, uh, Donovan Olegbode, had a quote. Just knowing all the guys Dion is bringing in and all the insights he has, shoot, it's going to be a great outcome. I know Dion is going to do something this season just knowing the guys, the great guys like Travis Hunter he's bringing there. Um
0: Buffs had a player uh during the rise season named Kenneth Olubode. Okay. I wonder if there's any relation there.
1: Uh I'll get on that. How do you that? spell it? It is
0: O L U G B O D E. Yep. Interesting.
1: Oleg Bode. Um, There's also a quote from... says Miles Lockhart. Um, These are just the rivals rankings just because I'm on that website, but three-star looks like he is... It says ST. Oh, for state. I don't know what his position is. Cornerback. He said it's definitely a big change from what their old staff had. You can definitely feel the new vibe. That's what I really want to see, and I feel that's the hesitation from a lot of recruits on that school. They want to see how they're going to develop and how they're going to work as a team. That's why Dion is going to the transfer portal and getting those guys instead of high school guys because he's trying to win immediately. A lot of guys want to see how that pro- program is going to do first. Interesting.
0: Mhm. Very interesting. Also, um RE the comment from Sean, we talk about how just the people notice everything. Yeah. And they do.
1: They do. <laughs> Um, so Donovan Oleg Bode is actually from IMG Academy. Also, uh, his two four seven sports page is pretty bare; doesn't even have any stars or rankings. So, I think we'll have to do some deeper digging to find out if he's actually related to what was the Kenneth Kenneth?
0: Yep, linebacker.
1: Oleg Bode. Okay. The ESPN
0: article, though, yes, had uh, an interesting tidbit in it. Before we get into the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, about the spring game. Right. Which sales are up to 39,000. So last we heard was Mm 35,000. Now we're up to 39,000. And as uh, a friend of the program, uh, Ted, pointed out on Twitter, 39,000 in the horseshoe is going to look like a sellout. Now, who knows how many they're going to sell because people said, oh, well, 50,000 includes the. You know, the luxury boxes and all that. Let's just say they sell 45000 mm-hmm. Dude, people are going to have to squeeze because of, of, of the general admission. Like, if you go to a sold-out ball arena tonight, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have your seat. And you're going to know it's there when you get there. And if someone's in your seat, you tell them, hey, what's, what's going on here? When you go into a stadium with that many seats and, ev- and it's just a free-for-all? Yeah. I am very curious to see what happens yep. um, because people are going to have to just be like going into aisles and just being like, hey, can you guys squeeze in so I can stand here? Right. Because, you know, let's just say an aisle holds 20 people normally. If everyone's seat is assigned, when you just go in, you're not going to be standing that close to each other. Mm-hmm. And so there might be 15 in an aisle taking up all the space of 20 people are going to be like, especially if you show up late. You not have to be, like, going in asking, like, hey, can, any chance you guys can just squeeze me in here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I am um, I am excited to see how this all shakes down because it might just be a, a shit show, but in a good way. Right. Just, like, everyone's trying to pack in wherever they can.
1: Well, the good news about Folsom, though, is so close to the field. There's, as Coach Prime said, there's not a bad seat in the house, though.
0: There really aren't. There, there are no bad seats. Um, and... It's pretty cool it's it's gonna be uh i'm so excited so many people are going to get to experience it for the first time this year because it's uh like you said this the stands are on top of the field um, almost to a detriment but Mm -hmm. from a fan perspective it's it's pretty cool to be that close
1: Yep. so this espn article it mentioned the spring game it mentioned like the massive increase in sales from the merch department uh the social media presence all that stuff that we've really been talking about since december they got some quotes, though. Uh, Coach Prime had a quote. There was an interesting section here from Darian Hagan, though, who's been with this program for quite a long time. He's seen all the ups and all the downs, really, especially over the last 30 years. He said, all you see is him in Colorado, Colorado on TV, Colorado on social media, all eyes on Colorado. That's what I remember this place being, under the microscope, top of the mountain. Everyone's wanting to knock us off. In the last 10 years, it's been easy to knock us off. And he goes, we've been bad. He just says it. Uh, Hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. And then uh, they go into the... There's a part later on. I don't know if there's a quote, but he... uh, I guess Darren Hagan was in his office and was like rummaging through his stuff looking for something. And then he just goes ahead and pulls up the photo of Ice Cube with the Colorado hat on. Yep. And he's like, this is like, this was game changing. This is like when it all hit this apex.
0: 100%. And that is absolutely what's happening. Um Brandon sent me a, an Instagram video of, like, Wallow wearing a CU hoodie. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, dude, like, everyone is friends with Coach Prime. And it's crazy. I was talking to Neely about this. Just, like, it's crazy how everyone is friends with him. Not just, like, oh, I know Coach Prime. Like, they, like, have, like, a relationship. And you you better believe Lil Wayne is gonna be rocking uh, a CU hat. You better mm-hmm. believe Snoop is gonna put it on. You know, even though he's a USC guy, like oh, yeah, yeah. he'll even he'll still put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is true, though. Like in that early nineties, especially that like starter jacket era, um, the black and gold was in fashion. Mm-hmm. Not just like it was cool around here because we love the Buffs. Like CU stuff was in fashion because right. it just hit. So that's about to come back around.
1: Uh, Coach Prime's quote, kind of just encapsulating who he is as a coach, and we can kind of go into what we want to talk about here. His quote says, I'm a need-to-be-needed type of person. If you show me a need, then I'm there. But if there's no need, I don't really have a place. That's what I do. That's what I've done. I've always been that type of guy. There is a tremendous need at Colorado, and I don't think it's all about football. It far surpasses football on the field always bigger than football for him
0: the need to be needed thing really brings me back to like when i was dreaming of the potential of coach prime possibly coming here Mm -hmm. and it was i think our best chance is if coach prime sees the challenge and is like i've seen i know that this school has been there before um i want to be the one to get it back Mm -hmm. and i think that's You know, when he talks about Rick George, I think that's what Rick George nailed was the need to be needed thing. When Rick George called him and said, I want my legacy to be that I left Colorado in a great place when I leave here one day. And I think you're the you're my last hope of being able to get them there. Mm -hmm. And I think that really resonated with Coach Prime. And, And I and I love Rick George. Not taking the approach of your interviewing for my job, he recruited Coach Prime to be the coach, and that is what you needed to do yep. if you were going to go and get Coach Prime. So, um, great job to Rick George, and I, and I, I thought I think that's a really like self aware um quote from Coach Prime, you know. Uh, and we needed him bad, so thank you, Coach.
1: Yes. I thought this was it. We can, we'll get into what we want to talk about, but this part from the article really stood out to me. Remember when he was at the Super Bowl doing the coach of the year honors? Yeah. Um, He gave it to Brian Dable. They're walking off the stage. Brian Dable tells him, I've got a dog for you. Already, like, these connections are already paying off for Coach Prime, and he's already going to get these, I guess, uh, inside angles on some of these recruits that already know a lot of these other coaches. At any level, really.
0: Well, and as we've kind of gone into spring practice here and seen Coach Prime the coach, like, it makes sense why anyone who's been close to him would want their players to play for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's Brian Dable or, um, you know, any of these other, you know, coaches that have sent their kids to play for Coach Prime or anyone, like, you're starting... We've seen Coach Prime the personality so much since he got here. And it's really cool now that we're getting to go into ball and see coach prime, the football coach Mm -hmm. and see him lead those morning meetings. Uh, and just like the way that he delivers a message and the way that he kind of tries to hammer things into the kids' heads. Um, and you see it out on the field too. Like he's such a motivator and you know, when you're in a room, with someone who's like very clearly cool, uh, and maybe they're famous or whatever. And everyone in the room, whenever they make a joke or something, they look over to see did I make them laugh? Like that's what what playing for Coach Prime is. Every player is out there trying to impress him twenty four seven. And the opposite side of that is trying to not let him down. Right? You never want to be the one who like in that room I'm talking about the one who says something that the person's like fuck yeah what did you just say you know and Mm -hmm. everyone's like dude you killed the vibe right like everyone wants his respect and his admiration and his adoration so deeply that he commands a different type of practice and so it's been really cool to just see these these kids are slowly but surely learning obviously the ones from jackson state they came in knowing um but I love when Bucky is recording, or or Neely, or Darius is recording the practices, or, or the the speeches, and they pan to the room, mm-hmm. and you see those kids, man, they are locked in, oh, yeah. because they know that they don't want to be the one to to not be paying attention, or they also want to hear what he has to say, mm-hmm. just the same way you and I turn on those videos and like and he starts talking, I'm like, let's go, yeah, that's how they feel too, um, and and they know that every kind of thing he says is something they can use to help their status with him. And that's what everyone is trying to do is improve their status with the head coach. But it, it hits so different with Coach Prime because of who he is.
1: Right. That and just the level of accountability has been raised too. I think the perfect example is yesterday's Well Off video, talking, talking about uh what was the word? Repre- uh Reciprocity? No, it was reciprocation. <laughs> reciprocation is what it was. Um, just about saying that. Look, you know, I'm gonna put in everything I have, and in return, I want everything that you've got on the field. Just paying attention in meetings, uh, following even the like menial rules, like black socks when you're out there lifting weights, all that type of stuff. And it's something that Colorado it needed. I mean, you needed that higher level of accountability. And you've heard that coming out of the program. like Players are saying that. Coaches are saying that. These kids needed that, and Coach Prime is able to do that, and that's what he did at JSU, too. Yep.
0: You know who believes in reciprocation? Who? Roman. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Roman. Um, no, yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. Um, what did you think of uh, DBs with back plates?
1: Mm. <laughs> well, personally, I never understood them anyway because DBs are supposed to be doing the tackling, One. Um, if you're chasing from behind and getting hit in the back as a DB, you ain't doing your job. But uh, if I don't you get know.
0: hit in the back as a dB. It's fifteen yards <laughs> the other way.
1: <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it just ties into the Jersey thing and everything he wants everyone to look the same right now because everyone is at the same level of trying to build this thing up. Like no one is you've got your Travis Hunters, you've got your Shadors, but they're also trying to elevate this program and do what they can to really, bring this Phoenix from the ashes again, basically.
0: Yep. I think it's funny. Like, um, just the whole, I, I would have never, it would have never crossed my mind. Like I've been seeing, um, players, especially defensive backs wear back plates forever, you know, and they kind of like hike yep. up the Jersey so you can see it kind of hanging out. I remember when my buddy was on the equipment staff and like Ken Crawley, who, uh, played at CU and, and played in the league for a minute, uh, for a while, actually. Um, asked him to like make him a custom backplate. He's like, "Can you put like the Buff logo on here and like never once did it cross my mind that DBs don't get hit in the back." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I think you're right. It's everything is earned. Like swagger mm-hmm. uh is earned. I remember um Jason Capono, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. So Jason Capono was a basketball player at UCLA um who went to the league and he was just like a sharp shooter. he played you know he lasted in the league a little while but he was he was just saying about how like he would show up and he would wear at ucla especially like the headband and the wristband and all the thing, and everyone would like try to dunk on him uh and then he would go out and ball mm-hmm. but he was just like there's always that guy who Wears the wristbands and the arm sleeve and the headband and the leg, you know, the calf sleeve and sucks. And like that, it, it makes it worse, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I think that's what Coach Prime is kind of getting at here is like all of this stuff is earned. Although I think he actually doesn't want those guys ever wearing back plates.
1: Right. Well, you said it yesterday though. No one's got
0: like arm sleeves on, no one's got no. sweatbands. Like, I think he's legitimately, you got to earn. Everything Mm -hmm. down to the sweatband, yep, down to the
1: number or number on your jersey, everything, man. All right, uh, let's get to the questions and talk to the people. Uh, Sparky asked if there are Victor Venn sightings, he was working quite a bit yesterday. Yep, good to see him.
0: He's they're doing him dirty with those big jerseys, I
1: know. Same with Dylan. (laughs) Uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, you guys know we love our Breck brews here. At DMVR, if you didn't come hang out yesterday for the Buff Stampede DMVR collab, I'm sure we'll be doing that again. It was really cool to crush some Breck Brews and just hang out with everyone after the show. It was awesome. It was a great time.
0: Yeah, shout out to everyone who came down, um, especially the guys who are showing us love, mm-hmm. telling us they watch the show every day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It
1: was really awesome. Uh, you can check out the beer, the beer locator at BreckBrew.com to find a brew near you. The Mountain Beach Sour. Uh, Vanilla Porta Junior, Broncos Country, Mile High City Golden Ale, all those great beers can be found at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. And then shout out to our presenting sponsor, Illegal Pete's. It's kind of been a light Illegal Pete's last few weeks for me. I think I only had it uh, when we got catered the other wow, day. Wow,
0: you got to step up your IP game. I know.
1: I'm working on it. Uh, for the entire month of March, though, Illegal Pete's will be donating $1 to the youth on record from every vodka fresh press sold Stop by one of Illegal Pete's 10 Colorado locations. Order a Tito's Fresh Press. Know that your money is going to support Colorado's next big star. Shout out Illegal Pete's, our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer.
0: You know what I found out recently? What's up? Pete? Mm -hmm. Himself? Yeah. Buffs fan.
1: Mm. Let's go. Makes sense, then. Yeah. Love that. All right. What's up, people? Let's uh, get some questions on Val has
0: been really loving on my uh, hoodie here, so thank you. Um, What is that? It's just a hoodie with an R on it and a rose. (laughs) That's dope. (laughs) (laughs) They said, is it my personal line? Yeah, it's like my Shador legendary There you go. (laughs) I need that.
1: Uh, Also, hit that thumbs up button while you're at it. Um, We'd appreciate your five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts also. We're holding on to 4.6 level on Apple.
0: We're going to 4.7.
1: We need it. All right, who is here first? David with the question... Guys, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings. Hooks will be on the way to Boulder soon. I really hope this is true. Can you imagine running a four-wide set? Hooks, Horn, uh, the other, so Beaver. Weaver and Travis Hunter. I mean, yeah, man. Wow.
0: The the opportunities are endless. And like I said yesterday, watching the practice, I realized even more why they need a big wide receiver because there's you need those guys to be physical. Not that the smaller guys can't be physical, but there's just like – Shane Hook's 6'5 frame when he goes out to block someone is a mm-hmm. lot harder to get around yep. and gives Jimmy Horn one more half second to make a move and you know bend mm-hmm. around and take it to the house. So I think I, I if I guess, he's coming.
1: Yep. We're waiting on you, Shane. Next question from Connor. Out of the running back room, who do you think might jump in the portal post-spring ball? Someone. Someone's going to have to.
0: So you've got Deion Smith. He's staying. Yep. Dylan Edwards. Yep. Uh, Hank. Hankerson. Venn. Victor Venn. Cavassier, Smoke. Uh, You got Offerdahl. You got Jaylee Stack. Wow. Offerdahl's a, a walk-on, though.
1: Yes. They have a lot of running backs,
0: though. Jaylee Stack's... I don't know. And I like this player, so I'm not saying I hope it happens. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I have a feeling it's going to be Hankerson.
1: Mm. interesting
0: but maybe maybe Van. I don't know I don't know yeah like I said I don't I'm not trying to push those guys out by any means Um, I just have a f- for some reason I get a gut feeling on that one yeah
1: it's a deep room though I think it's deeper than we actually thought it was when yeah, you name and, it like that dude,
0: I like I even like Jaylee Stacks he, yes he, he kind of looks like a fullback but you saw uh, at Kent State they had that bowling oh, ball oh yeah uh, running back in there, and he was super effective. Like a lot of times when they're running the ball, they're just trying to get, you know, keep things on schedule, and he can certainly do that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see. You um, saw? Did
0: you see when they were doing that drill where they're rolling the, um, the ball at the, like they had to chop their feet and then they rolled the ball at him and they had to, it was I think it was in Darius well, I know it was in Darius's video from a couple days ago. Darius was like impressed with uh, Jay Lee's kind of like jump cut to get yeah. away from the ball rolling out. Mm-hmm. he's like, okay.
1: <laughs> Jay Lee's got some moves That's what man. I mean like, he was underutilized last year he's
0: big, but he's ki- he's like very agile
1: yeah he was like a standout guy to me when they did that like august scrimmage you know yeah um like fa I don't think was getting much work then it may have been just them holding him out but stacks impressed me then and then they just didn't play him last year
0: he fills a role you know he's different so that might help him kind of slot in um We'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Next question from Wayne. Is it true you take quarter Tom Hanks, quarter Denzel Washington, quarter Jive Hive, quarter Roman, mix it in a test tube, and you get no hat Jake grows? Wow.
0: I think that's a compliment.
1: <laughs> I'll take it, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm half Tom Hanks, half Denzel Washington. I know.
0: I know. Well, quarter. Well, put together, <laughs> but
1: yes. <laughs> Um, I'll take the drive hive in the Roman, I guess, too. (laughs) Let's
0: go, let's get to 300 (laughs) likes at least.
1: 219, hit that like button. Angela with another question after the spring game, Arcane Jake. What do us non students do? Go to the DNBR bar? Absolutely,
0: yeah. All of our plans have been for before the spring game, yep. Uh, well, and we obviously are going to do our post game show after, stay tuned. Uh Um, but yeah, let's let's take it back to the DNVR bar.
1: Let's make it a party. Love it. From Comic Spark. New to college football, normally just watch NFL. Question, who is the team when lock? Is the oh, team? when is the team lock?
0: Oh, uh, when is the team locked in for the year or season?
1: Like roster wise? Yeah. Um so it's literally up until the first game you have a chance to get under 85 scholarships.
0: What about like transfer? You can kind of transfer at any time, huh? So you just—I don't know about playing.
1: Yeah, it's the transfer portal windows are weird. Um, so we have a window opening up in May. The tra- the portal's closed right now. Yep. you can't enter it. Players um, have like
0: announced their intentions to yes. transfer to places.
1: Exactly. So if you see any announcements that hey, I'm going to the portal. Um, that's what's happening. And guys that are in the portal currently who beat the deadline can commit basically at any time. Um, I don't think it opens again until December, technically. Okay.
0: Okay. So that's so you got to get in before the season. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Unless, and it's not going to happen at CU this year, unless your coach gets fired, right. then the portal opens for 28 days. Okay. Cool um so yeah we've got a few months until like they can just still kind of stack guys and figure it out there's that weird bylaw that lincoln riley used at usc where you know if you're over on scholarships you can take 10 guys who are already there kind of
0: take them off the team but keep them but keep them on financial aid yes
1: stuff like that so there's there's things you can do next question from nicholas what's up man How do you guys feel about Shador now that you guys got to see him in person? I, I think we're just even more impressed. I mean, for sure, he was just letting it sling out yesterday. He was, I mean, the ball was just pinpoint accurate, constantly. Yep,
0: and that's the thing is just that that precision is such a weapon, always. But that's why I asked it to Sean Lewis. I think it's even more of a of a weapon in this offense, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so excited. You know, who knows the next time we're going to get an open practice, but I'm excited to see just the next practice, how much the offense has come and developed. And, you know, uh, there was a, do you remember that? I think it was to Jimmy Horn down the sideline, that throw um, that I think was like barely, you know, Jimmy got his hands on it and then hit the ground and it popped out, but it was just like, my God. Like you have this, you know, the corner has inside leverage. They're running down the field and Shador just drops in a perfect ball that only Jimmy can catch, you know, and he does that kind of late turn to get to it, mm-hmm. get away from the corner. And it's just like, dude, these are like Aaron Rodgers throws. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. like that type of throwing them open on the inside leverage by throwing to the outside shoulder is just like 60 yards down the field is so special.
1: Yeah. He is, uh, he's very fun to watch. Alfredi with a question. Jake and RK, do you think the break next week will cause any setbacks for what was
0: gained this week? I mean, Coach Prime sure does. Yeah, Coach
1: Prime hates it.
0: Why didn't they change it? (laughs) Yeah. It must not have been in his control. It certainly doesn't sound like it. Well,
1: we'll, we're probably going to get an earlier spring break next year if Coach Prime has any say.
0: Coach Prime should have all the say. Yeah. Make spring break early March. Coach Prime said so. That's why.
1: Or just like literally a week early and then you can keep the same schedule. Right. Because you start practicing this it would be next week, but it'd be all continuous up until the spring game. Yep.
0: I mean, I it's it's different when it's a week, but like I I always use the uh like when we're talking about like OTAs or anything like that in the NFL, I'm like, Do you remember when you went on summer break and you got back and you had to do math the first day and you're like yep. shit. Yeah, did I forget how to do math <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like it's the, it, you do forget stuff and you you know you it's you you lose momentum
1: and maybe that's just a way to kind of weed out guys like if you weren't working over spring break mm. if you weren't taking spring break seriously and staying like training in your craft and you come back and it's evident like sorry
0: yeah that's the difference between guys who want to you know um be on the football team to go to parties and say they're on the football team, mm-hmm. and guys who want to go to the NFL.
1: Yep. Uh, next question from Vic Sports Talk: Caleb Mathis is underrated. He played at Trinity with Shador in nineteen and twenty. Do you do you believe he will be on scholarship by next February?
0: It wouldn't um, surprise me.
1: What, he's quick. Yeah. By the way, and very he, quick.
0: He gets the, the he gets. Thrown the ball when he's on the field. He does. Uh, and that stood out to me a lot. Also loved that he was uh in uh Shador's most recent video when they were doing the legendary shoot. Yeah. Uh he had Caleb with him. That's a good sign for Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um another notable thing from that is that Shador was wearing a red and white hoodie. And I was like, if oh, any no. other <laughs> player did this, people would be so mad. Yeah. You just like can't be mad at Shador yep. Sanders. <laughs> like Like, I think I've said on this show before, I do not own red clothes. Like, this little rose on here might be the most red you'll ever see me wear. (laughs) Maybe a little Nuggets uh, and Avs, you know, they have some red sprinkled in. But I don't, I literally do not own a solid red piece of clothing.
1: When the Jive Hive people were here a few weeks ago for, like, the Nuggets game or whatever event we had going on, they were, like, giving out shirts. The guy gave me a red one. I was like, I can't wear red, man. I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: Um, When Brian Cabral took over as the interim coach for uh, Dan Hawkins, when Dan Hawkins was fired, Brian Cabral is actually still, at least he's still listed as he's on the staff as like character coach. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the just greatest. He's still
1: listed on there, by the way. That's what I just said. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's just one of the greatest dudes. Like he was like the main person who ran CU football camp when I was a kid. And so like he would kind of like give us our morning speech and stuff and like, just like such a warm personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm glad he's around the program. Anyways, loves CU football, hates Nebraska. (laughs) And he took over and during Nebraska week, one of the media, here you go, this is what I was trying to explain to you guys about clueless media. uh, One of the media wore a red, like a bright red sweater. And he was so mad. (laughs) He was like, I honestly, Cannot believe you would wear that in this building during this week. Like, offended. Straight <laughs> offended. And he's, like, not the type of person to, like, yeah, scream at you. Right. But, like, it was cutting how upset he was.
1: <laughs> there you go. Don't wear red this uh, first week of September this week, then. Don't wear or red. this it. year.
0: Yeah. But, Shador, well, you're Shador. You get away with it. Yeah.
1: Um, Brian Cabral was the guy who was hanging out with Coach Mack when he came and visited a few weeks ago, right? Yep.
0: Brian Cabral's a great dude.
1: Eric with the super chat. Jake and RK, great to, see, great to meet you guys yesterday. Vibes were sweet. Can't wait to see what you guys do next. Go Buffs. Thanks, Eric. Oh, yeah, man. Um, great great yeah. hanging out with you guys. It was awesome yesterday. Really good time. We'll do it again soon, for sure. Uh, Jamal with the question, what's a 14 ERS? Oh, what's a f- What or are 14ers? 14ers. Oh.
0: Fourteeners are peaks in Colorado that are fourteen thousand feet tall. Mm. Um, yep. A thing that certain types of people like to climb. Me, never, uh, yep. never even considered it.
1: <laughs> Same.
0: Alyssa, uh, I've only done two. Oh, oh wow! Fourteeners on the on the ledger. They're little. <laughs> overrated i will admit well people are like so here's the thing you got to uh leave at 2 30 a.m to make sure you get there and so that when you're coming down uh you do it before sun comes down i was like yeah you could just exactly like i didn't even go to sleep until two how am (laughs) i supposed to get up at two right
1: um jamel had the great comment on uh i can't remember which video
0: by the way that is very impressive that you've uh completed that
1: He had the comment uh, comparing CEU's facility to USC's indoor facility. (laughs) Great comment, Jamal. Yes, it
0: was. What is it? This looks like the Grand Canyon. Yes, that's what it was. USC's facility.
1: (laughs) Great comment. Uh, Tyler Brown, we got a funny RK Bachelor party story. Is there a funny RK Spring Break story?
0: Hmm. Um... (laughs) Man, I'll have to think on that one. Remind me soon. I'm sure there is. I'm trying. I got to think of one that I can share <laughs> on the show. Um,
1: well, spring break's next week. You can maybe save it for. There next we go. Week. Uh, by the way, Donovan. All oh, right, I got one for you. Oh, we're going in.
0: Yep. So, senior year of high school, uh, we took our senior trip to Cabo, and. Have you ever been to one of these resorts where like they're like, oh, like Friday night, that's the big luau on right. the beach or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right. Yeah. Like we'll hit this up before we go out to whatever thing people are doing that night. And um, like a ton of people from my high school went down here this year and um, we go down to the thing and like they're just coming around with tequila bottles <laughs> and just like open up and just like pouring wow. tequila into your mouth. <laughs> and so i got so lit so absolutely lit and it was like seven thirty. 30. Mm-hmm. so we actually came home like i we came back so early because we had my mom told us we had to be like be back by midnight or whatever but we came in at like seven before my parents even got back and i was just done so then at 3 a.m. my mom thinks we never checked in she starts freaking out comes over to our room is like pounding on the door my buddy answers the uh answers the door to my mom and she's like oh my god like what's up and he's like oh we came back like before dinner time she's like oh my god well where's ryan he goes he's at the floor bar she's like where is that he just points to me just absolutely slumped in the bathroom And my mom comes in the room and she's like, "Hey, like, what's going on?" I'm like, "Uh, oh, nothing. I'm good." And she's like, "You threw up?" And I was like, "No, I didn't." And she's like, "Yeah, you did." And I just like get up and I'm just like, "God damn it!" Getting to the shower, just absolutely wrecked. No. So there you go. That was my trip to the floor bar. <laughs>
1: Hopefully worst not, bar ever yeah hopefully not many trips since <laughs> nope, nope. first last and only yeah
0: that was maybe not last but one of the <laughs> well, few trips there you go
1: <laughs> um donovan oligbode is I, I don't have this pat down yet but he's from florida kenneth oligbode was from california though okay so
0: there you go good uh good research
1: thanks um we have something else one more? Uh, two more. From Life and Football Show and Love. All of our Life and Football family told us to check y'all out. We do lives on our channel as well. Love chat with you guys. Hell yeah. Shout out to you guys, man. Hit us up. Yeah. Shoot a DM. Uh, John Bell. Better see you, CSU moment. Clat to bloom in a lightning storm in 03 or Lance Vickers forum throwdown touchdown Lawrence, in 05? Lawrence
0: Vickers. um, Man. The Clat. Clat to Bloom, but even before that is Clat to McCoy, which is simultaneous with the lightning strike. That really sticks out to me. Um, but I'll actually say, and this is something we were talking about with some of the guys last night at the bar, the goal line stand at Folsom yeah. is my favorite CU-CSU moment. Um, the Cliff Notes version is it was a battle of a game, and uh, CSU is down less than more than a field goal, less than a touchdown, and gets all the way down to the one-yard line with, like, plenty of time left to score. Um, and they ran four straight plays from the goal line, and the Buffs stopped them four straight times, including one of the tackles was on a highly rated recruit who transferred from CU to CSU because he was upset about Eric Bien-Aimé. Um And so the Buffs get four straight stops, easily one of the loudest I've ever heard Folsom incredible incredible finish to that game um but it's funny like asking a csu CU, csu question like that because i think it's hilarious that like all these you know newer fans have come along yeah and we've talked so much about nebraska yeah and we just haven't talked about csu at all and well, i think that's very it's fitting. fitting yeah yeah but like <laughs> i i almost sometimes forget they're on the schedule this year yeah because i'm just like so I, you know like we're planning big stuff for tcu obviously we have huge plans for the nebraska game and like csu's next and it's just like i i haven't even thought of it. usually it's the first game of the season so we'd be talking about them you know but
1: irrelevant uh yeah it's always fun when i get the csu fans in my mentions they crack me up
0: it really is like um did you see the video of Hasbula, is that how you pronounce yeah, that yeah like pretending to fight mike tyson <laughs> oh no yeah that's what it's like when csu fans come at come at cu fans
1: <laughs> pretty much honestly um is that all for today Alyssa? Yep. all right we're only at i believe it oh 270 thumbs up not close. 300
0: close but no cigar
1: that's all right um i'll be back at spring practice tomorrow you going tomorrow you're gonna do Broncos and stuff.
0: Potentially, okay. I think I might have to stay back for Broncos tomorrow.
1: Okay, so we'll have video tomorrow of whoever, whoever's talk. I think. Uh, oh, it's not Charles Kelly. We already had Charles Kelly and Sean Lewis. I can't remember who we get tomorrow. Maybe we get Travis finally, but maybe uh, we'll see. He's a busy man. He is. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. let go, Buffs. let go, Buffs.